I mean, seriously, old men that dye their hair looks ridiculous. What are you talking about? So I was in uh, a place this week in Wollongong, and there's this old dude. This already sounds made up. A place. It it, it was a government department. <laughs> old dude at the counter, clearly, clearly in his sixties, seventies, and yep. he's got like jet black hair, and it clearly wasn't the right colour. There's a real giveaway when a dude's rocking that action. It's when they've got the facial hair that no way matches either. Yeah, the, or not even the, he didn't have any facial hair, but usually the wrinkles, the saggy eyes, wild eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> and the other giveaway too is when somebody's gone the old, gone turkey neck styles, like they're that old that the, the yeah their face is sagging off their fucking skull. That's this could be us one day, Dave. I'm not dyeing my hair. I've made this decision already. I'm I'm literally, if it gets to that point where it looks bad because it's too grey, I'm either just going to rock the full white hair. Yeah. I'm going to shave that shit off. Just shave it. But you've got fair hair, so the transition's kind of gradual. You don't really notice it. But if you've got darker hair and those greys start popping in, they stand out like dog's balls. Dude, it's because I keep my hair short. When it's long, there's lots of greys in there. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I keep it short because it's like, that's, that's my go-to just for men I just cut it short you can't notice it I um, scared the shit out of myself earlier in the year when we were um, away camping over Easter we were staying in a place that had a, a bathroom with like a full clear sort of uh, roof ceiling kind of deal yeah I thought you were going to say a bathroom with a mirror ceiling then I was going to say that's fucking weird you got to pay for it by the hour for those places yeah but it's like this flood of natural light standing in front of the mirror there it's like holy shit I've just got tons and tons of grey hair I hadn't even noticed. And your head or like just body? Not body hair. <laughs> hair. I, I think that's the other thing that happens when you get old too. You get a lot more body hair. I've noticed, like when I was 19, 20, nothing. It was just like baby seal or something. I don't know. Just nice and rubbery everywhere. Now, fucking hair all over the place. Like Nost- hairs, Nostrils. Nostrils. Ears. Ears. <laughs> chest is starting to get out of control. Ass. Taint. It's everywhere. It's fucking ridiculous. It's got to be like the silverback gorilla, right? You're just reaching that maturity. But it makes me wonder when you've got like hairy people that are just like even at 14, they're hairy oh. as fuck. What's going to happen to them when they get old? Is it just going to fall out and they become like, do they go the opposite way where they're just not hairy anymore? Or are they just like, just it must get full worse. on ape? Is that where Planet of the Ape came from? Some bloke just saw a bunch of old hairy dudes. He was inspired. Inspired to write a movie <laughs> about the planet getting taken over by old hairy bastards. That's a horrific thought, isn't it? It is. But anyway, the dyed hair, it's ridiculous. Because you can never get the natural hair colour. They're not fooling anybody. No. I mean, it it looks worse. Is, is it too late at that point? They get the dye job done. They look in the mirror. They know it's not looking good. But, you know, they've come this far. They're sort of forced to stick with it. No, well, I mean, that's their, their goal, I guess. But I think if, if it was me and I looked in the mirror and went, nah, I'd just be like, fuck it, shave it. Get the clippers onto it and just get start rid of it. fresh. Start wearing a hat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other option. I mean, you've got the option of the old style flat cap. Yeah. I mean, I'd be rocking that shit when I'm old. I'm definitely all over that. I mean, I'd like to wear one now, but I look weird. I'm not quite old enough to pull it off. Grumpy enough. Oh, definitely grumpy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about grumpy... Another thing that shits me up the wall is people that are in customer service roles and you rock up there and they're chewing gum, mouth open. It's fucking disgusting. 
Right, yeah, that's not great. No, it pisses me off, if I'm honest with you. I think this is going to be rant episode. <laughs> me me just ranting on shit that pisses me off. But yeah, I just it, you walk up to them, they're chewing, they look like a fucking cow chewing on the cud. It's just... <sighs> I bet Einstein didn't chew gum. It, it's a fairly direct signal that there's not much going on, right? I don't know. Does it, it To me, it shows a a level of disrespect for anybody that you're dealing with and and be a level of I don't give a fuck about anything as long as my mouth's tasty I don't care I don't know if they've thought that much about it not like, as much as you've thought about it oh, I don't know it's not that I've thought about it, it Just it, it's just gross I think that's probably the best way to describe it it's just gross just listening to it just you know all that shitty noise and then chewing on it's just disrespectful I think yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of that. Anyway, that's me being <laughs> old and grumpy. So this is officially episode one, I guess. Well, yeah, episode one. Pilot was, I don't know if we should call it a success or a disaster, but you know. No one told me they hated it. No one told me anything, so. No feedback? <laughs> Nothing. I, well, I had some mates give me some constructive uh, advice. Well, see, you're up on me. You've got mates. I mean, I've got nothing. <laughs> Fuck, that's sad. Yeah, I'm a sad motherfucker, but what are you going to do? <laughs> one one, one bit of feedback you'll like was too much swearing. Too much? Apparently. F- who said this? I'm not going to name names. Was it male or female? Uh, dude. He, he. to be fair, this is something that he... It's not Israel Folau, was it? No. <laughs> um, but uh, it got me thinking because th- there's a school of thought with uh, comedians that if you can work clean and still get the big laughs, you've kind of done it unassisted like for a lot of comedians the the profanity can be a crutch it's like an easy way a shortcut to get the laugh yeah i mean i listened to it back oh yeah i don't think we were doing that and i'll, I'll be honest with you, the only comment about swearing that i heard was from my wife who said i've never heard alan swear so much <laughs> the true nature's been revealed i didn't say anything but i think the funny thing was i swore a lot less than what i usually do in a normal conversation so really we've just balanced it out yeah i think so uh, look i don't think swearing is a problem again if you're easily offended well that's it it's pretty much how we kick things off yeah i mean swearing most people swear well it's a context thing yeah. like again your customer service person swearing at people at the help desk not not a great look but no time and place sure i mean i'll give give one thing that happened in the last episode nobody said cunt so i mean that was a you know but now we've said it so it's out there can't put that genie back in the bottle no so it's it's out there now it's happening definitely can't have this on with the kids in the car well i think it depends on <laughs> talking about kids in the car my my wife has been <laughs> putting it on <laughs> to get my baby to sleep <laughs> So she's had it on the phone going to get the baby to sleep because obviously the sound of our voices helped the baby relax. Maybe that's the next round of feedback. Too boring. There, there was a suggestion that we might go for a, a shorter sort of length, but that implies that we plenty of this. Yeah, I don't know. Once again, I mean, all the podcasts I've listened to, they all go for anywhere between sort of an hour and 20 to two hours long. Yeah, well, there's lots of different formats, right? So... You know, you don't have to listen to it in one hit. You can hit the pause button and come back to it later. Yeah. That, that's how I work with my podcast, like a lot of the ones I listen to. I just pause it and come back to it later. You can't can't throw away this gold. No. <laughs> Treasure it forever. Happy for the constructive criticism. Yeah, bring it on. 
Well, even if it's not feedback, maybe even just suggested topics. We could take... Uh... Yeah, I'm all... Actually, something I was going to bring up, I would... People need to jump on the socials. We, we don't have any... any uh... Well, now that we have a name for the podcast... Yeah, well, that's true. So we've now got a Facebook page. We've now got a Twitter account. You should all jump on there. Let's let's give it a quick plug out. What's the Facebook page? It's uh, Facebook slash IMS podcast. Excellent. And what's the uh, Twitter account? Uh, it's IMS underscore podcast. Excellent. Tried so, as I might, I couldn't get them to match up. So you all need to get on there. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us your feedback. Uh, anything you'd like us to talk about, whack it all on there. Um Anything you've got to input from subjects we've talked about, more than happy to maybe bring it up on the next podcast and you know, you can, we'll read out your feedback um, and then either agree with it or just roast roast the shit out of it. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'd, you know, we want to get you guys involved. Well, one of the things that you posted to the, the Facebook page was a bit of an update on Israel Folau. Yeah, so I mean, his his, his ongoing legal struggles. Oh, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? His uh, his GoFundMe page got shit canned after a, a million people decided to complain about it. Yep, so it made it work. He he put in a complaint to the the platform. He was one of the voices. Who was the dude from work? Was he? Yeah. So yeah, basically, I don't know if anybody if you're up on it, but he no no no, <laughs> he wasn't supporting Falau. Oh no 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 no, I'm not saying that. He 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 said. Got to take it down. Yeah. So the big problem a lot of people had was that he, in this small print at the bottom, he was keeping the cash if he wasn't spending it. What? Keeping the cash. That was in the fine print. That was in the fine print. And that was the biggest thing that a lot of people had. Like the money was to go towards his legal battle, but if it didn't get spent, in the pocket, the rest of it goes. That's cheeky. Yeah. It's dodgy, man. So that was the specific violation, was it? I think that was one of the violations. And I think the other one was because... You know, it was going against the the GoFundMe's attitude of um, just he- helping people out that need help, and and you know, I think they're big supporters of the LG. There's no chance you're going to get that right. BTI. I've, I think I'm close. Whatever it is, I mean, it makes no difference. Well, the people. Point, the point the, is exactly we're all humans, and when there's any sort of speech that puts down and discriminates on stuff that I truly believe. It's not a personal choice. You're born that way. Yeah, it's. I think that's where a lot of the outrage stem from. But as Lady Gaga said, "You're born that way." She's having uh, Bradley Cooper's baby. Apparently, what new idea? Hot exclusive. So it's probably total bollocks. But yeah. Anyway, back th- to Izzy. thanks Google News for <laughs> sprinkling that shit into my life. Back to back to Izzy. I, I saw a great critique. And it kind of brings together something that I wasn't a big fan of either. They compared the donations to Falau's fund to how much these uh, drought-stricken farmers got last year. Yeah, which was fuck all. So the whole year they raised two million bucks for the farmers. Falau raised it in a couple of days in this follow-up fund that he set up. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's clear where Australians' priorities are. So it was a Christian lobby group that restarted a GodFundMe page. That's what they called it. Oh uh, no, that's not what they call it. But that's that's that's, that's the too, pun that people are using. That's a bit too clever, yeah. Um, but they've they've had to pause it at two point two million. Yeah, because the the PR was looking bad. They got too much cash. So apparently, that's all he needs for the first part of his legal stage, anyway. Once again, the only people winning in this scenario are the friggin' lawyers. Oh, of course. <laughs> They're just salivating at the thought of that. Um, 
but yeah the the thing with the farmers tells you it's Australians are more concerned with the gay menace than they are with you know a, a vital food supply chain going completely bust and the Aussie farmer going out of business yeah uh, which is a short-sighted view maybe or no maybe it's a long-sighted view they are talking about their eternal soul go, going to hell and whatnot well that brings me to another point that somebody made on Facebook that I noticed today um they started quoting different parts of the Bible about, um, and it was directed straight at Israel Folau. You know, if you're going to say this about homosexuals and whatever else. That's right, you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, right? Yeah, so the Bible's quite happy to let you have slaves, own slaves, as long as, as long as they're from a neighbouring country. So let's let's i mean let's get on let's get on the slave thing let's start owning kiwis let's start owning papua new guineans it's ridiculous and then there's all these other different quotes if you're in for one you've got to do the rest of them but you just you're just choosing the one that you're deciding that you want to support the rest of them eh, not so much yeah the, the pick and choose is taking it i'm going to take a big big stand here that's standard christian behavior in my opinion yeah yeah the track record's not great you got George Pell fighting his conviction, which is uh, you know no 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 surprises there that that's what's come out. Like again, there's form for that kind of behaviour with your your Catholic priest. <laughs> I had a burger today. Sorry, but <laughs> don't fucking surprise there. Continue. I mean, nobody's surprised at continue, all that you continue. had a burger today. So yeah, it's official. Wollongong is now called Burger Town. But no, Burger Gong. Why Burger Gong? Burger Gong sounds crap. Hashtag Burger Gong. Yeah. All right. That's the news. This is what this week's challenge is for people to jump on our Facebook page and Twitter. Vote. Favorite burger. Is it Burger Town? No, no, no. Or is it Burger Gong? It's Which bur- one do you prefer? You got to back it up as well. You got to and name your favorite burger joint. Hundred percent. That's 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 what we're asking this week. Name your favorite burger joint and vote on is it Burger Town or Burger Gong? It's actually a really tough call. Like, I could maybe do a top three. I think I'd be struggling to pick an absolute favourite. I think it's also a good idea to clarify that last week when you suggested that you had a deep-fried chicken burger, that the whole burger wasn't deep-fried, it was just the chicken. So it might have been a good thing to say fried chicken burger. Because to me, when you said deep-fried chicken burger, they dunked the whole burger, bun and all, in the deep-fat fryer. Because you're talking to a man that's been to Scotland... And they deep fry the shit out of everything, even fucking pies. Yeah, I, I can see how there would have been a misunderstanding there, but thank, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> so, Alan doesn't usually eat deep fried burgers. <laughs> well, never. That's not been done. I think, I think that might be a food challenge. You couldn't do a that. A battered cheeseburger. So I think that would ruin a burger. It would definitely ruin a Mars bar, I know that much. It gets soggy with oh, the mate, oil, it's wouldn't it? Like, it's like you're chomping into a sugar-filled piece of turd. It's disgusting. Nah. Well, my shout-out for the burger of today was... Um... If they're not paying, they're not named. <laughs> <laughs> you know the rules, Al. There's, there's no shout-outs. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, for, for a chain burger joint in a mall, these guys actually produce pretty good burgers. Grilled? He's thinking about it. Fuck Grilled. I don't mind grilled. That place is terrible. Well, name name it. Come on, let's just name it. It's the another burger joint down at the uh, Warrawong Plaza. Yeah, see, I th- last time I asked you about them, you said they were okay. And I saw a dude getting one from there and it looked like a greasy mess. 
sometimes that's what it takes to get a good burger. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the price is reasonable, and it's actually like a fresh-made, good, good quality burger. Fair enough. Talking about food, my favourite kebab shop opened back up yesterday, and it's been Ooh. 14 months since they shut. What? Why did they shut, though? Burnt to the ground. Insurance job? Don't know. We were, when we went to the UK that's on a more, holiday... That's more defamation. We were... We were well, you said it, not me. <laughs> you, we went to the UK. We were gone for like five weeks. We'd come home. The building next door was all burnt out. That building was all burnt out, shut. And, we, and it had a sign on the front that said, opening soon. And we've literally been going past and... Like, for over a year. Not going past the place, but we drive the street next to it sort of thing. And we always look over, is it open? Is, and we were just... The last few months, we're just like, it's never happening. It's not going to open back up. Sure, and then you've given up hope. Given up hope. And then like three days ago, I drove past there at like 10 o'clock at night. And some dude's like walking out, locking the door. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so the next, the next day, drive past there. Nine that, o'clock in the morning. That shit's open. First thing I did, I'm like on the phone to my wife, Catherine. And I'm just like, fucking this is urgent she never picked the phone up so i left a message you need to ring me it's urgent <laughs> she ring- why would you leave that message over a goddamn kebab because we've been hanging out for this shit for a long time anyway she rings back she's like what's what's urgent i'm like the fucking kebab shop's open <laughs> she's like fucking yeah <laughs> so while it was shut was that just no kebabs at all no we've been getting kebabs from another place than um at shell harbor bizzler kebabs and they're not a bad kebab i'm gonna give them their due they're not a bad kebab but they weren't your first love. No. And the other thing too, <laughs> the dude that works in the kebab shop, he's really cool. Um, and they open late. They're like, they're open to like two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm not sure if Bizzler is, but Bizzler is just that little bit too far away. You have to drive down there to get it. It's this, it's a bit of a shitty spot to, to try and turn around and come back. You get, by the time you get home, food's not hot enough anymore. Whereas this place, it's like five minutes around the corner. It's just perfect. Your GP must be so stoked. So I had one for lunch today. <laughs> You've just been... And, and I've just been repeating garlic sauce all afternoon and, and I haven't even had dinner because I stuffed myself stupid. Oh, well, if it made you happy. It did. Did you get Did you get fries with your burger? Yeah, I tried the uh, the butter fries. Butter fries, what the hell? So it's like a basket of fries with this sort of butter sort of drizzled over the top. Because there's not enough oily shit in, <laughs> in fried chips. It had an interesting flavour, but I probably wouldn't bother again. Yeah. They do quite a good um, curry fries. Do they do poutine? No, it's kind of a Australian-Japanese-type fusion. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, de- decent. Like, I, I'm saying, good for a, a mall burger joint, but burger gong, many, many superior options, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I, I don't, haven't been to a lot of burger places in Wollongong, so I'm, I, know, I know the ones I like that I've been to, and I know the ones I don't like. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get some uh, good suggestions. We'll expand our horizons. Yeah. Yep. Clog our arteries. Yeah. <laughs> but again, once a week, it's okay. So another another subject I think um, that you were interested in talking about today that we touched on last week was, is it a sport? Yeah, well, that's another area where that sort of provoked a bit of feedback, that, that very question. So I think everyone's got their own, own standards, their own definition, but really insightful comment from a, a mate at work was the, the defining factor that, has something transition from a, a game to a sport it's that ability to well you're getting paid right if you can make a make a living at anything at that stage it's effectively qualified as a sport i don't think so i think it's just a profession i'll get paid to drive does that mean it's a sport 
Hell no. You get paid to work on yeah, computers. Driving is not a game. It fucking is when you're driving through Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more Mad Max, maybe. But I'd, I'd sent you a link to an article talking about the rise of professional cornhole. <laughs> which no, is, I didn't which know a... what cornhole was. So when I get this message coming through about cornhole, I'm just like, what? Is this like eating ass? I don't know what it was about. <laughs> the, the the governing bodies have acknowledged there could be a, a a branding problem with the name of the sport. Oh, you think? But it's based on how the... Isn't it just a, a beanbag that they piff into a hole? Right, so the traditional game was a bag full of corn... You're about 30 feet away, and you got to try and chuck it through a hole on a board. Yeah, it's not a sport. So it's a, it's a bit like your, uh, your, your bocce or something like that, where it's whoever's got the most closest gets the points, right? Oh, sorry, no, it's not that. It's whoever's still on the board, you get a single point for those. And much like your much maligned AFL, it's six points if you dunk it through the hole. Yeah, it's a, I'm sorry, it's not a, it's not a sport. There's, it might be a professional... There's, but it's not a sport. There's top athletes now. I use the term athlete rather loosely. <laughs> They're making a living at cornhole in the US on the on the professional circuit. Yeah. So I heard something today about um, the Lumberjack World Championships. That's legit. Yeah. Have you seen the axe chopping dudes at like... Uh... Oh yeah, I did it. I did it when I was in the forest. We went to the forest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> but you've still got both your feet. Yeah, yeah. Explain. When I was in the uh, RFS Volunteer Fire Brigade, um, they have a, I don't know if it's yearly or bi-yearly or whatever the case might be, but they have like games, like Fire Brigade games. Just, oh, okay, yeah. So you, you rock up. you competing against the other... Other Fire Brigades. Yeah. So one, like one scenario is you've got to pull someone out of a burning car. Um, they're obviously a dummy, he's not a real person, but you know. In, insensitive given the the closure of the highway today. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, they... <laughs> The point, the points they they give you points for. Like, <laughs> it's obviously hilarious to Alan. Sorry, I, I mean That's it had such that, bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So they give you points for like doing things safely and um, possible injuries that you might have given to the the patient or sure. Um, and then there's things like wood cutting with an axe and then wood cutting with a chainsaw and then rolling out hoses and rolling them up and just putting fires out and all sorts of stuff that you do and one of them was um so part and parcel when you're training to be in, in the rfs um they do a, a and it's probably the most serious one is if you think you're going to get burnt out in the truck so it's all hands on deck in the truck turning all the sprinklers on foam on yep. everyone's under blankets blah 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 so they do a that's one of the things they do you, you do that whoever can do it the quickest and the idea is that you're all under fire blankets in inside the truck and if they can see any body part underneath then you lose points for that sort of stuff and sounds and it, like fun dave it was it was good fun when you're in your <laughs> it was good fun anyway and so wood chopping i did the wood chopping event how did uh, that come about though you, you volunteered for that yeah i don't know if i volunteered or we just everyone had a crack at it and i just seemed to be the quickest and so you're the the station champ was it the chainsaw or the axe no axe so and i never had an axe and the, and we actually managed to borrow like a somebody that does competitive wood chopping. He lent us one of his right. polished up razor blade axes. So you you pull this out at the the firefighter games, and everyone thinks you're the, yeah. But the funny you're, thing you're was, I'm like I'm I would have been sixty kilos if I was ringing wet at the time, <laughs> skinny as. So we're uh, puzzling, and everyone's like, "What's this dude doing with this like thousand dollars worth of axe?" 
with this huge standing on a huge log and they're like go and I've just gone chopped it up it was awesome smashed it you won yeah fuck yeah congratulations by a long way too well, there's, there's a piece of personal glory yeah so yeah, anyway so going back to the lumberjack championships they also do the climbing up a pole with the spiky shoes and a strap ah uh, yeah, yeah all that sort of shit but if you win and you become the lumberjack world champion 10 grand's all you win man that's rough isn't it it is rough Apparently, lumberjack is still one of the most dangerous professions in the world. Oh, no doubt. Apparently, those guys go down all the time. One of the other things they do in the Lumberjack World Championships is log rolling, where they stand on the logs and walk them along. In, in like a lake or something? I don't know if they do it in a lake, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it. I was just I was listening to Talk Sport, um, and they were advertising it for, for whoever, because it must be coming up soon. So, Oh, well, fair play to them. Yeah. It sounds like it takes a lot of physical ability. I'd say that's a sport. Because you've really got to be physically fit, and it and it, a lot of exertion going into doing it. Throwing a fucking bag of corn, dude. So the article was interesting, where you know this guy kind of had the same. The journalist had the same skeptical attitude, but when he saw these guys compete, like you get four bags in like a little in each set, and the dude just through the hole, through the hole, through the hole, through the hole. Didn't even touch the sides, and this is from over ten meters away. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get the game, but it's not a sport. <laughs> it's not a sport. But without trying to alienate anybody, Americans will get fucking excited about anything, man. Well, just look at college sports, right? They'll fill out a college sports stadium with... 80,000 people. To watch watch those dudes play footy. Yeah. Or even basketball. College basketball is another one. That's it's massive. Huge. It's mental. March- and there's massive money in it, too. That's right. March Madness is takes over the country for a ba- basically a whole month. I think they get more viewers. I've read somewhere that they get more viewers on 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 TV for college football than they do for the NFL. Dead set. Dead set. And I'm pretty sure they get more people to the games too. It's fucking mental. But you take Australia, which is, let's face it, a fairly sports-obsessed nation. What do we care about university-level sports? No fucks given whatsoever. But I think it's probably got a lot to do with the entry of getting into professional sports in the US. I think they're, you're expected to go to college. Right, it's kind of a different path to entry, isn't it? Yeah, so they don't like you to start your basketball career or your NFL career unless you've been through the college. Well, specifically, they have rules that prohibit you going from high school straight into those sports. Exactly, so I think that's probably why it's so big, so you can see these up-and-coming stars. So it might be a lot like... Let's use NRL for an example, even though it's not really that popular, but you've got like the still, local leagues. Still, still didn't watch Origin, did we? I watched the second game only because my son wanted to watch it. Got, <laughs> well, it really wasn't taking much notice. Yeah, I mean, NRL, you've got your local comps and they play first grade and they're your feeder teams. That's how you get in, yeah. And they sometimes get, I'm not going to say decent crowds, but they get okay crowds compared to NRL. And the same with soccer over here, the A-League, you've got... Your, your NPL teams, which are your feeder teams, so like the Wollongong Wolves, mm. they're still a professional football team, but they're generally either younger players or retired, like twilight players. Yeah. And I, I think definitely in the US, you're talking about a scale that's sort of unrivaled anywhere else in, in the number of people at the universities, the money that's involved. Like yep. they pay the top coaches millions of dollars and, and it makes it all the much crueler that all the players can't make a cent they get paid for playing but they're getting a free education and they get a scholarship to i don't know get a ba in 
accounting. And that makes me wonder too on how legitimate their degree is at the end or the diploma or whatever it is they get. Look deep inside your heart, Dave. What do you reckon? They just rubber stamp that shit and... Oh, no off, doubt. Off That's you, what I'm saying. Off you go to the NBA. And then, then if he doesn't make it in the NBA, which, you know, I'd say a good 50%, maybe even more don't. Yeah, yeah, well... Oh, I've got my degree in accounting. World's worst accountant. Because <laughs> that, that bloke doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Oh, you never know. You never know. Well, there's always commentary. Eh? Yeah, but commentary is usually done by ex-professionals. Yeah. But yeah, the, the regulations about them getting money from like sponsorship deals and specifically uh, any sort of luring of talent to a, a specific university is really highly monitored and regulated. Mm. And there's a backlash against it because it's making the universities big cash to have these great players. Like you're saying, massive crowds, people are frothing over it. Um, so there's a bit of a backlash now saying, well, maybe these dudes should be getting paid because... They're also running the risk if they have a serious injury, then that, I that think a lot of them do. happens. A lot of them do too. I think they like a lot of them get flogged out before they even finish. Right, but that's why um you've got the NBL introducing that new program over here when the basketball starts up again, where there is the Rising Stars program. I think so, it's called. Yeah, so instead of going to university, they can come over here and play for two years or a year or something, is it? And then that then I they can enter into the NBA. It's probably only a year, and it's happened. For a while now in other countries, in, in Europe, Turkey is a common, Germany apparently, um, but now Australia sort of caught up. So they can get exciting young talent to come over here and play in our league, and that's now an alternative path for them to get into the NBA, which is going to get them there sooner than going for a full college degree. So it sounds to me like some of these players are taking a lazy option to get into the professional basketball. You look at how much money is involved in these leagues, and every year you delay every time you take the court with that chance again of a career-ending injury, that's that future in jeopardy. So I can understand, I can sympathise a lot with wanting to get to the big show as soon as you can. To me, I think it's, I, I agree that it's an injustice that they they can't start reaping the rewards of their talents until college is finished with them. Mm. Extracted what they want from the relationship. And away they go. It does make makes me wonder what the universities and colleges that are in the US are getting out of it, though. I mean, what are they getting out of having championship winning basketball team or football team? Like, what's the point? There's a level of prestige to it. There's competitive nature against other universities, and I'm sure it directly correlates to enrollments, right? Maybe, maybe. Because again, the amount that people are paying for those sort of uh, degrees in the US, big bucks. So, again, you know, capitalism for the win. Do it all for the do it all for the money. Mm. What else you got? It's been brought to my attention, Al. Well, it hasn't been brought to my attention. I just it's controversial in my eyes. Your nickname that you came up with last week. Well, I got it wrong. I I, I told you that the guys at work came up with it. They put me. They put me straight and said it was actually supposed to be Killer Kelly. It's still shit. And where did this come from? <laughs> it's, it's, where did it come from? Nobody remembers. Nobody. So you've got to have a story. You can't have a nickname with no story. So you're gonna to have to. It's gonna be something else. I'm afraid. Well, why do you get Dangerous Dave? Well, there's a story behind Dangerous Dave, is there not? It was just from Ali G. No, it wasn't from Ali G. He always talked about his mate Dangerous Dave. <laughs> well, yeah, but how did that come about? Well, you are reckless. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it, it's something you've sort of grown out of. I don't think so. No, definitely. Like, that kind of 
risk-taking behaviour. In what me- sense? Me- mellowed a bit. In what sense? Well, like, dumb stuff on motorbikes. Nothing's like, changed. No, it has. I've, I've, I've seen it sort of chill out a bit. <laughs> um, you know, not quite as much, you know, crazy drunken nights. None no, of that sort of stuff happening that much anymore, you know. We're yeah, fair enough. E- easing into middle age now. Yeah. Far better behaved. I still managed to do myself some sort of injury on a fairly common occurrence. Injury? Yeah, I mean, I mean that comes back to the whole Dangerous Dave thing. I mean, look at what happened. We, play, oh. we have a night of board games here and I managed to end up in hospital because I thought I'd broken my foot. <laughs> yeah, well, no one's disputing Dangerous Dave as a nickname, so... yeah. But killer, I mean, you're not killer. Let's be honest. It sounded kind of cool. It, oh, yeah. It sounds cool. In like a eight-year-old <laughs> picking a name kind of way. <laughs> so let's be honest. Did you pick that name when you were when you were eight? That's, that's the no, big question. My, my nickname through high school was just an abbreviation of both names. It was Al Kel. Yeah, see, that's crap too. It's terrible, yeah. yeah. So I didn't keep that up after high school. I mean, you've, you've been known as AK. Yeah. What about Hardcore Punk? You're not a big fan of that? That was one of your nicknames. Oh, that's just for fucking computer games, but... Still, it's, you know, it's it's a name. That's when I used to go to LAN parties and grease it up. I mean, it still is my sort of gamer tag for most stuff. Gamer tag. Alias. Which, I mean, that's, that's kind of an interesting story as well. That kind of leads into how we first met, really. Was at a greasy nerd computer game festival? I mean... Is, should this be a start of another episode talking about who we are or should we just get it out in the open now? Oh, well, okay, we'll leave it as a little tease. Yeah, so ne- next week... Tune in next time. Next week we're going to tell tell you all who we are, it's like the, uh, how we came about. It's the superhero origin story. Yeah, yeah, so we'll give you our backstory. That's that's next week's... That's what we'll start with next, next week. Because I'd be the first to acknowledge that it's kind of a, an opposites attract kind of deal. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. In some respects. Yeah. Others, others, you know, peas in a pod. Maybe. <laughs> You'll have to tune in next week to find out. I like it. So, anyway, moving on. Alan also wanted to slag off Wollongong University's professional frisbee team, or whatever it is. Oh, I just know they've got an ultimate frisbee team. Sick. Love it. Is... I love it. I'm already in. I'm in. I'm all in. It's comical. I love it. I, I did actually even see them do like a half-time show at a Hawks game one time. What? So they were like doing a little demonstration on the court of an ultimate frisbee game, and you know they chucked it pretty good. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if I've grown out of frisbee, but I used to be able to piff a frisbee like a legend. But now it's like watching a spastic fucking throw a brick. It's ridiculous. Like I can't get that perfect. You know when you you flick it and yeah, it yeah. just hovers that perfect throw. I can't do that anymore. It just I throw it and it just piffs off into one direction and rolls on the floor. There's. You can get high-tech Frisbees now. I used to have this cool one called an... Are they high-tech or are they just... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, your, your standard Frisbee is like a dinner plate. Yeah, but they're the best Frisbees. I had this mad thing called an Aerobee, which is actually like a ring. So, it's like a two-inch wide ring and... Yeah, yeah. That thing would go like 200 metres. It was mental. Isn't that... Didn't that that same Frisbee have an appearance on in between us once? Uh, I can't remember. When he th- he th- he piffed the shit out of it to try and impress the chick, it hit a spastic in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to try and fight the spastic to get the frisbee back because they wouldn't let go of it. And it then, sounds like something they would do. Hilarious. But I've seen ads 
online now, like, you know, your little interstitial ads for a tiny little, it's about the size of a hockey puck. And these dudes flick it and it flies like a frisbee. Yeah, right. It's crazy. The thing looks like, it's about the size of a yo-yo. But it's kind of like, got tricky little veins coming off it. So whether it's the spin that gives it lift and... It's not, not like a fidget spinner or something, is it? No, they were chucking it like a frisbee. Yeah, like, right. It was that kind of idea. Madness. <laughs> but there's there's something that has I haven't seen for a while. When was the last time you saw a yo-yo? Not that long ago. Yeah, they used to be massive popular. Yeah, I think they still are. It's like Rubik's Cubes. Kids are all playing Fortnite now. Yeah, that's the problem. What a sad state of affairs. Fact. <laughs> it's really, it's interesting though because a lot of people are, you know, the research is about the effect it has on your brain when you play a game like that where it's such a, a wild high but then comes to such a crashing low. That Battle Royale format means you start off with up to 100 people in some of these games and you're in there doing okay, you know, you're feeling pretty good about it and then boom, you can get killed you're out of the game yep and you don't respawn you don't get to restart you gotta sit there and wait until the whole game finishes so it's this really crashing low and the theory is that you know the the brain chemistry of a a young child isn't equipped to handle that type of you know fluctuation of mood that's why they get so crazy about it yeah i I mean i've seen videos of kids just flipping out smashing yeah. yeah it's mental but i mean at that point does it come back to the parents? Like, does it come back to just going, that's it. If you can't control it, you can't play it. Well, because that behavior is not acceptable. Our, our son is desperate to play Fortnite and like he's I'm close to being old enough and it's messed up because kids his age at school, all they talk about is Fortnite. Again, yeah. the parents have got the different values. So it creates this situation where all these mates are into it and we're sort of put the foot down not until you're the right age. No, well, that's it. I mean, I'll be honest with you, there was times when I was probably still in my 20s that I used to flip out when I played video games. It but happens, it, yeah. So it's, you know, ridiculous. But it's, I mean, you just got to go on YouTube and, and look at kids just spazzing out, throwing their remotes at the TVs. And <laughs> Have you ever seen someone do that with a Rubik's Cube? No. No. No, but you've probably seen them spiking into the ground or something like that where they've just got the shits with it. No one gets enraged with a, a Rubik's Cube. No, I think I, I think you just get bored with it. Yeah, frustrated, for sure. And then just go, ah, fuck it. But find something else to do. Again, I mean, this day and age, you look up a YouTube video that shows you how to solve it. Can you? Dave. <laughs> I've never solved a U- U- Rubik's Cube. There's different, for, like different, it's almost like an algorithm, like the steps you need to make. Yeah, right. But yeah, there's ones that are like really simple. They're just quite repetitive. But yeah, it's it's not a hard... I think what shits me about Rubik's Cubes is you can see those cunts that can do it in one, with one hand. Like, one hand, you're like, fuck you, motherfucker, because I can't even solve it with two hands. The the best ones are the ones where they they get given the cube, they eyeball it for about 10 seconds, pull down the blindfold, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then in five seconds, they solve the thing blindfolded. Yeah, it's mental. So like I was saying, it's about, if you analyse the start state, there's a procedure, like a path, like a pattern you follow. Boom, boom, boom. Certain movements, and it'll be solved. Yeah. Have you? Did you ever see a Rubik's clock? Did you ever see? Had like, one, yeah. It's got like yeah. nine dolls or whatever on it. Yeah, yeah. That shit was messed up too. We should get a uh, Jason on with his uh, old school toys. We're into that territory now. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll have, we'll have to do it like a video conference podcast. We've got the technology. Do we? Look how far we've come already. With our $20 microphones. What did you know about audio editing and recording? 
a I'm, week ago. I'll tell you what I know about it now. Everything. Everything. <laughs> that explains our high production values. Yes. So another thing that enraged me this week, just going back to me having a massive rant. You've had a rough week though. I've had a rough... This is a funny story though. You're going you're gonna to get a kick out of this. <laughs> so the phone rings. I won't tell you what we're in the middle of when it rang, but the phone rings. You've said enough. That's right. The phone, <laughs> the phone rings. And because I run a business, I've got to pick the phone up. Pick, my, pick the phone up. What, what time was it? Oh, it was like, I don't know, like two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock. Man, this is what happens when you work nine to five. You miss out on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, time, it's good times running your business from home. Um, anyway, so phone rings, pick the phone up. This dude's like, you got a Ford Falcon for sale? And I'm like, no. Yes, you do. And I'm like, no, I don't. Well, this number's what I clicked on, on Gumtree. Oh. And I'm like, no, I haven't got a Fat Falcon. It's an XR Falcon. No, don't have a car for sale. You've got the wrong number. Righto, hangs up. Fucking 10 seconds later. Boom, rings again. <laughs> oh, you got a Falcon for sale? After I'd said hello, same fucking thing, like you would have heard my voice. I'm like, no, I don't have a fucking Falcon for sale. You've rung the same number again. <laughs> and this dude starts getting fucking angry at me. You, it's your fucking number. You the one that put the number in. I was like, mate, I didn't put the fucking number down. Whoever the fuck's got the ad on, he's the one that's put the wrong number down. Don't fucking start on me. And there's no car to buy. <laughs> like the, don't argue with me that my fucking number's right or wrong. Like, I'm telling you, you've rung the wrong number. I, it's not like, my fault. I'd like to think that he's, in his mind, it's like, oh, hang on. He's going to admit. Oh, actually, no, I do have a fucking yeah, facade. Convince, convince me that no, no, it's a, actually, no, no, it's the right number. It's, I've it's, just I've changed my mind. Yeah, I've changed yeah. my mind. It is the right number. I want to sell you a car. <laughs> I think maybe I should change. I should have just said to him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet me at such and such. Oh, cat, catfishing. And then block his phone number and then fuck him. He can just sit there like a chump and I won't turn up. But it did get me thinking, how many times have you had someone ring you, wrong number, and then like either A, try and convince you that they've rung the right number. Or B, it's your fault that they've rung the wrong number. I don't think it's ever happened. I, I inherited my current number with a work phone when I started my current job. And it had been the number that the previous bloke had used. So I got lots of calls, as you'd expect, looking for him, which is fair enough. But it's been over eight years. And I still occasionally get calls for this dude. <sighs> <laughs> I get it I for some reason it must happen a lot I don't know what it is with my mobile number but I get a lot of people ring me and they're like full on trying to tell me it's my fault that they've got the wrong number and I'm just like fuck off man what's re- what is your fucking problem yeah I, I think the rudest it gets for me is when you explain that it's not your number and they just hang up yeah and don't say oh sorry most people do Boom, hang up most people have the decency and the common courtesy to just oh yeah sorry sorry yeah but yeah, it's the hang-ups, you get those, but that's about as bad as it gets for me. Yeah. See, we get it a lot with our business too. We get people ringing up looking for another business at a different company. <laughs> right. And we're like, that's not us. Well, it is. I used you last year and I'm like... Why would they argue? And then they argue and I'm like, you've rung the wrong number. I've, I'm looking for these people and that's what I've clicked on. I'm like, clearly you haven't fucking read what you've clicked on on Google and you've just fucking clicked on whatever <laughs> and now you're convinced you've rung the right number. Because what, what's the greatest odds of happening? Someone accidentally calling the wrong number or the the proprietor of a business 
all of a sudden forgetting who they are. Oh yeah, no, I've just decided <laughs> that I'm not them anymore. I'm just going to change my mind and not take the booking for the same fucking service. That's the fucked up thing. They're ringing for the, a similar product. Well, it should be. A, but they're looking for a different company. Should be an easy, well, easy lead to steal. It, yeah. <laughs> Generally, I'll try and go down that path of. But when they start arguing with me, that I'm not, I'm just like, I don't want it's your not, fucking business. I don't it. want your fucking business because you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> not worth the hassle exactly but fuck it's funny when that happens like people trying to tell you you're wrong when they're the ones that are fucked up so Al I was listening to the radio the other day and something came up that irked me a little bit shall we say (laughs) so we've gone from white hot rage all these other things this is just something that's bugged you it bugs me a little now it's weighing on your mind yeah, yeah I just want to get your opinion on this now there's Two broadcasters on the radio station. There's a female and a man. Now, this definitely sounds like commercial radio. It definitely commercial radio. <laughs> definitely local. Oh, okay. The female's talking about a male celebrity and how hot he is. It's, uh, yeah. To to paraphrase it somewhat. Now, is that acceptable? Because let, let's put this into context. A woman says, "Oh yeah, this celebrity's hot." Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, he'd, he'd be my celebrity get out of jail card or whatever the whatever the case might be. If the male broadcaster did that about a female, what would the reaction be from the female community? I understand what you're saying. It's kind of this hypocrisy, perceived hypocrisy there. Of you know, you've got Me Too stuff happening where a lot of dudes feel like it's you know impossible to even talk about something like that it's like it's too risky yeah but it's okay for a woman to say say that i, I tell you where i've seen that to disgusting effect my my mum was visiting and she was really keen to watch dancing with the stars and that kind of set off a chain of events where then my wife started watching so we're watching dancing with the stars right which is not my idea of a good time <laughs> but it was exactly very similar thing where the the female host Amanda Keller and the female judge were just like super thirsty over the the hot celebrity dudes in the dancing comp yeah and it was it was really really off-putting and it wasn't I wasn't just me that noticed it like my wife was like oh okay that's yeah that's going a bit too far like really greasy double entendres and like yeah you know commenting that oh yeah so-and-so has got his shirt off this week yeah, and, and, and if, they, to, if they did that about female dancers, if you flipped it, man, people would melt down the complaint line. Yeah, and I've, I've seen that that sort of sort of show where they were just, oh, let me touch your abs, and all that, you know. Right. Oh, <laughs> how about if the male judge is like, oh, can I touch your boobs? Is that okay? Hell no. Yeah, it, it reeks a double standard, but I also can see how it's almost a backlash where uh, you know forever women have been on the receiving end and now you know it's almost like payback in a way it's sort of you know uh, that entitlement to was like now it's our not that it's their turn but you know it's almost like how do you like it in a sense yeah I'm not sure if that's the case I don't think it I don't think that's the attitude of how do you like it or we're allowed to do it in my eyes it's just a matter of well you know is, is it sort of reclaiming sexual objectification where women have been the subject of it forever? Now it's, you know, empowering to a degree to sort of 
take it back. But is it, is it okay? That's that's the question. Is it okay? It was the the greasiest thing I've seen on TV for a while. Exactly. Was, so that's what I'm saying. It's not okay. It's it just like cringe-inducing. Let, like, why are they saying that? Let's let's go on the whole. It's equal. Let's go on equal rights. The the, the saddest thing on that show was. It's not equal. The saddest thing on that show was Curly Ambrose trying to dance. That was just cruel. See, a I don't know who that bloke person is. Bloke woman, whoever it is. Curly Ambrose, West Indian pace bowler. Cricket. Why? Why are we talking about cricket again? <sighs> you must know Curly. No idea who it anyway, is. Anyway, so he's like seven foot two, and like fifty five years old, trying to dance the friggin' rumba. Yeah. So it was he, a shamozzle. Um, I've Have you ever that. seen a, a brand new baby giraffe that's just been born? And they've got these giant legs and they can't walk yet and they're just like staggering around. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know what his dancing was like. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> anyway, back to the gross double standard. Yeah. So let's go. It, it, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. It's, you don't make so many people angry. With I don't this. care. I really don't care. <laughs> equal rights. It's not equal. There's now, so many t- so many places that you could go. I'm not going to go there, but there's so many places you could. Equal rights aren't equal. Is, They've either gone too far one way or they haven't gone far enough. Yeah. Is is it about people receiving the same or is it receiving enough that everyone ends at the same same level? So if you're disadvantaged, you might need more help than someone else, for example. No, I'm not going to go there. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at, let's just stick to the sure. the... the 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 male female side of things. Fifi box lusting over. Yeah, male celebrities. If it's okay for them to do it on on I, commercial see, I, television, I'm not saying it is. I don't think it's okay. It's not, well, it's not okay. But what I'm saying to you is, if it's okay for them to air that shit, why wouldn't it be okay for a bloke to do the same thing on the TV? No, well, it's not. I don't think you'd eliminate it for everybody. Exactly. So they need to get things equal. It's got to be, it can't be equal with a little bit more one way than the other because that's not equal. It's equal for a reason. Yeah. I think that's a clear example where it should be the same standard for everybody. Exactly. And, oh, look, I'm sure they must receive criticism for it, right? Well, if they do, like, why aren't they doing something about it? It it does annoy, it annoys me because it's not just, I hear it a lot. You should just tune into Triple J, really. There's a solution for you. No, put on a put on a high quality. I tell you what, I locally to. produced podcast instead. Yeah, yeah, good, good, <laughs> a good podcast. I like listening to a good podcast, and I like listening to Talk Sport. Right, the official Premier League partner. <laughs> oh yeah, don't know why I'm giving them a plug. Because you love the football, Dave. Yeah. What's what's happening in the world of Premier League? Nothing at the moment because it's it's off season. You got the uh, they the, got their two months off for the year. You got the women's World Cup on. Yeah, uh, We're down to the quarterfinals, aren't we? Matilda's got knocked out. Yeah, they got done in by Norway, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think from from all reports, uh, I think it'll probably be. Uh, it's USA, right? I think USA. It's either, it's either USA or England. They're probably going to be the yeah, France is supposed to have a, it's a pretty sweet team too. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. The the main thing I've gone from the, the the women's world cup so far was the captain of the u.s team preemptively saying that she wouldn't go to the white house if there was a celebration why just because she's a trump hater yeah okay that's that's fair <laughs> um 
And the other aspect has been that, oh, and the best thing about that was it provoked angry, ranting Trump's, uh, anti, <laughs> ranting Trump tweets. <laughs> Give that an edit, Dave. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the other thing that's come out of the, the um, comp has been that the, the VAR, the video review system. Oh, it's fucking garbage. Has been causing mayhem. Dude, we've been having to put up with that shit in the A-League for the last two years. It's fucking shit house. So the apparently one of the things they've been pinging hard is a rule about um, penalty kicks where the goalie's not supposed to come off the line until the ball's being kicked, right? Well, that's the rule. But if you look at the way the game's been played for the last 30 years... Yeah, they've all been coming off the line early. Right, but now they've got the video gear, mm. they keep bringing it back. Yeah. They give the, the kicker another chance. So it brings me on to one of the games. England were playing... Some shithole country. No. <laughs> I think you're right. Where they were spitting... Oh, it was it was Cameroon. Yeah. So, which isn't necessarily a shithole country. Don't send me an angry email. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, there were Cameroon players spitting on the other players. They decided to um, stop playing because they didn't like one of the decisions. What? Yeah, they stopped playing and got in a huddle at the end of the team, at the end of the field, and they're like, "Nah, nah, no, we're not playing." Had to get convinced to keep playing. Um, there was a lot of heinous shit going on. Lots like rough tackles and stuff. No, they were just doing shit that they is just not on in football at all. Like it's just not acceptable. It sounds like how you used to play basketball. Probably. And um the the coach at the end of it was like, I don't understand why the VAR the VAR is biased, it was you know, everything's oh, going they, they blame the Oh no, and they were the like <laughs> they basically he couldn't understand what all the you know why they were why they were getting so badly treated. It's like mate Look at your players. You don't just gob on someone's back because you didn't get a decision in the way you want. What That's, the fuck is wrong with you? Is that how it happened or has that been exaggerated? No, no. There's video footage. Like, it slowed down. This player just like... Boom, there's a, just lo- there's a loogie mid-air. Mid- yeah, just <laughs> fucking fully gollied on the back of someone's... That's festy. Yeah, so... Yeah. Anyway, nothing much else is going on in football. There's not a lot of transfer news going on. The only thing I will say is I've just jumped on the Premier League, um, uh, fantasy Premier League thing that's just come up, so I'm all over that. Got my, my little team sorted out. Oh, right. So, I mean, the, f- the first time I've ever tried one of these fantasy things is the F1 season yep. this year. Yeah, so we've got, Alan and I are both doing a uh, fantasy Formula One, which is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching you, though. Did yeah. you know? Did you notice last week... I still, I still keep on trying to believe in Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, you're dreaming, mate. He got me six points last round. Yeah. At least it wasn't negative points this time. Well, do you still have them points after the, everything that happened after the race? Yeah, this was after things had been... Right. Yeah. Adjusted. See, I noticed that all of the people in the whole, in our little league that we've got, you all got like, your weekly round of points was around sort of like 75, 80 points. No, no, it's more, I think it's more up, like 175. No, it wasn't. Is I, a, is I checked week. it. It was, yeah, yeah, no, that's what you've gotten this week. That's what I'm saying. I got 175. I got the most points for the week. Right, so the, the tide of fortune's gone your way this time. This time, yeah. So I'm, I'm in fourth place out of six. My boy Leclerc served it up, podium. Yeah. He, he did me proud. Yep. You know, otherwise fairly forgettable race. Oh, it's 
I mean, I was watching free practice before we started recording this, and they were, even the commentators were saying this is fucking. And and Christian Horner actually also said, "How fucking boring is it this year?" That dude complains about everything. Though. Yeah, I don't know what he's got to complain about. I I saw a really interesting stat about uh, Lewis Hamilton. If you look at the last six years of F one, he's wins more than anybody else on. Well, <laughs> if if that's what he's been doing, it's working because he's won fifty two percent. Of all those races compared to everyone else. So Lewis Hamilton versus every other driver, uh-huh. he's won more races over the last six years. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. He's in the right machine, that's for sure. That's, that's a generational talent right there. Yeah. Like that, that gets hard to argue. Yeah, well, you know, team orders and everything else helping him out. No, they, they let the Mercedes boys duke it out. Well, how do you explain Rosberg getting a championship then? Yeah, I don't think that was planned. <laughs> then why do you think he left at the end of the season he's like fuck this I'm out mic drop I'm done because I'm he, pretty he, sure Hamilton wasn't happy about that he, he did that to permanently break Lewis Hamilton's mind yeah it was glorious <laughs> like it's a pretty ballsy move right oh yeah yeah well, I think you leave when you're on top uh, the undefeated champ that's it undefeated you can't go wrong end up Lorenzo like- Lorenzo you should have fucking done the same. Well, that's exactly right. It's a fairly sad state of affairs. Yep. <laughs> but one of the questions I did want to ask you too, Al, is in theory, is communism a great idea? Well, theoretically, anything can be a good idea, I think. But the theory behind communism is that everybody gets an equal share. It works for ants. So in a perfect world where I they be- have the perfect communism, where everyone does get their equal share... Do you think that's a world you'd like to live in? If if that's a choice between that or catastrophic environmental collapse and famine and starvation and war, sure. I think there's a middle ground. Yeah, I'm not saying a communism with a dictatorship. Your, your problem is communism is going to be run by people. It's going to be populated by people and by our very nature, people are flawed. Yeah, oh, no doubt. And that's why communism you know the theoretical form of government you've probably never seen it Mm. because it's always some twisted system that's and i guess that's going to advantage you get one person in a place of power with communism and he takes the piss really that's usually what happens history is fairly fairly much so it's (laughs) it's never worked out it's never been the, the it's never been a proper communist well yeah i'm sure Karl Marx and Lenin would agree that people have been fucking it up. So, but but the the question still remains. In theory, would that be a better way to live? What you're talking about when you think about it for a second is the kind of unilateral government that's depicted in something like Star Trek, right? Where you've got this homogenous Earth government, everyone's living a, a good life through sort of technic technological enlightenment. So that utopian ideal world that's presented is pretty close to what a you know communist state might a perfect communist state might look like, right? Yeah. I mean everyone's got their job. Get on with it. Get on with it. And everyone's treated equally. No no one's left uh, wanting or lacking. That's right. And you know, just because you know, you do one job doesn't mean you get paid any more than for somebody else who does a more menial task. Sure. It, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's putting into the community, so you all should get the same out. Someone's got to make those sweet 
Starfleet uniforms. That's right. Um, but I think the real question that a lot of people are asking now is, well, and acknowledging and recognizing is how broken capitalism is. You talk about things like wealth inequality, where you have this tiny one or two percent hoarding vast amounts of wealth while other people are toiling away just to get by. So it's a lot of people now saying, well, this system ain't great either. Like you can say, Soviets fucked it up, communism was shit house. Yeah, probably. But look at the state of play now. Mm. It's not great either. It's it's almost, you know, democracy kind of fits the slot of the least worst government that we have. Yeah. Yeah, there's always going to be room for improvement. Do you believe that if you own your own property, you own your house, and you just decide... Fuck it! I don't want to be part. I don't want to be part of this com- community anymore. Leave me alone! I'm going to do my own thing. Are you trying to set up your own little Brexit? No, it just. <laughs> I just. I just thought about it the other day, and I just thought, how funny would it be? I'm sure there's a technicality there that makes a clear distinction that. Yeah. You can actually buy, you know, your own little fiefdom, a country. But this, this is how like all these nutbags got into shootouts with the FBI in the US, right? <clears throat> you had uh, Waco, Texas, and all those. No, they were just mental cases. I don't think they were saying that they were, we were our own little, little sovereign no, nation. No, but they, they didn't want yeah, the, the, the federal government to encroach on them and what they were doing. And yeah, things ended poorly. Yeah. Yeah, but they were mental cases. Westboro Baptists. There's one for you. Oh, that's pure hate group. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. Um, but they, they think they're doing the right thing. How do you talk them down? Yeah. I don't know, fucking lunatics. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember who said it, but I recall, you know, that comparison of, you know, the difference between a religion and a cult is just give it a bit more time. Pretty much. You know. (laughs) So, in saying that then, is the Catholic Church already a cult? Or is it just outgrown the cult status and now it's just... Ah, look, it's just semantics at that point. It's how you want to define what those words mean. You could easily fit up any religion as a, as a cult yeah um to, to me you know people point and laugh at Scientologists right they're pretty easy easy target you know they're oh, crazy weird beliefs to me the stuff they believe ain't that much wackier than any other religion you might want to pick out no I mean it's all about you know it, it comes down to the same re- as every religion like you said it's what you believe in you know and I don't know, like... Some of it might be wacky to some people and other people might be like, oh yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, you're not, you're not born, you know, a Muslim, you're not born a Christian. So you, well, you, get, you get taught that stuff, right? <clears throat> I think some people would probably argue against that, but that's... Yeah, if you took a little, little baby that's been born, put them in a white room for 20 years, they're not going to be, or, you know, have any faith. No, true. It's, it's taught and indoctrinated. So, are you a believer in that case? This is getting pretty serious. Are you a believer in that case of not pushing anything like to your children and just letting them have their own opinion later on, or or do you say, yes, there is, you know, I do believe in in God and Jesus, or or no, I don't. Yeah. So, a good example of that is the scripture stuff they do at school, yep. which you can opt out of. Yeah, I'm not saying so. With myself, I've said to my son, you can choose whether you want to do it or not. I'm not going to push you one way or the other. Yeah. It's up to you. 
it, it's probably a good thing to do so you can get an open mind on how other people um, look at life doesn't mean you have to you know you have to believe in any of it yeah so pretty much taking exactly the same approach with our kids I think I guess the only thing we reinforce when they bring that type of stuff home we talk about it is that this is essentially stories and it's how some people you know live their life and I guess make it clear that it's not necessarily how everyone lives their life no that's right and yeah so a, a kid that is is raised in a certain religion like it's it's a it's a cosmic dart throw of chance that they just happen to have catholic parents yeah um but they still might grow up and have the steadfast belief that that's the that's the one true religion it's like well awfully convenient that just by chance you're born into a family that had those beliefs yeah compared to the other hundreds of religions that could have been but still that innate belief that no we got it right to me someone who tends to think about things logically and rationally you examine that and say that's you have to start asking questions right yeah i mean the big question is or the the big answer i think ricky gervais once again we'll go back to our boy ricky gervais i think he said it the best when somebody's like how do you not believe in god or how do you not, not believe in christianism and he and, and the answer was well you, you know all the other religions that you don't believe in <laughs> yeah. I just don't believe in one more that's right and it's it's the perfect answer because you know you can't you can't argue with that you, you've you've discounted these other religions just as much as I've discounted yours yeah it's exactly the same thought I've just added one extra to the list yeah <laughs> and it's the perfect argument no you, you can't rationally argue against faith it doesn't work that way i'm not saying it's an argument against faith it's the perfect when they say to you oh why why is that your belief yeah, yeah. or or they argue your belief you can just it's the perfect perfect example to that i mean i'm i'm a big believer of if you want to you know be catholic muslim jewish whatever the case might be fill your boots not my you know it's not 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 for me but you're welcome to it and I'm not going to think any less of you for it. Yeah. It's when you shove it down my fucking throat, that's when I've got a problem. Uh, jump onto Instagram and tell people they're going to uh, be condemned to hell. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when you I've got a bit have, of a problem. You might have gone too far. Yeah. So I, I have no doubt that Israel Folau is the same type of person that would ring the wrong number <laughs> and then tell you you're the fucking idiot. All right, well, that might conclude episode one of I Mean Seriously. I mean, seriously, it's the end. (laughs) All good things come to an end, Dave. So let's just go through a few things at the end first. Well, lastly, if you need to want to get in contact with us, it's... Call uh, Dave's mobile. (laughs) Call it and then argue. If you get the wrong one, argue with him that it's the right one. (laughs) So you can jump on our Facebook page, which is, again, Al. IMS podcast. Or our Twitter IMS underscore podcast. Or if you'd like to get hold of Alan specifically on Twitter. It's at Alan Kelly. No. Don't Somebody forget, brought this up today. Don't forget all the E's. Yeah. So let's spell Alan Kelly because there's two ways of spelling Alan and there's two or a few ways of spelling Kelly. So it's A-double-L-E-N-K-E-double-L-E-Y. Yeah. It's it's like a double dose. And I just, just to... This is how much of an arsehole I am. (laughs) 
I have only changed it in my phone to spell it correctly in the last month. Savage. It's been in my phone for like 12 years. Dave, you were at my wedding. <laughs> and I had it spelt wrong and I just thought, it's about time I was put that in properly. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a pass on that because I don't think I've actually ever seen you spell it incorrectly. No, I, no, it's just in my phone. It was I put it in wrong the first time I met you and never changed it. And that's pretty much what happened. And then if you want to get hold of me on, <laughs> on Twitter, it's DangerDave119. On the Twitters. On the Twitters. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.